Hello, welcome to NCEA Podcast. This is Kevin Baxter, Chief Innovation Officer for the National Catholic Educational Association, and welcome back to our podcast world. Um, I'm joined with, by Kathy Mears, the uh, interim president CEO of NCEA. And as I announced that, we've obviously gone through a transition here uh, at NCEA. Uh, we first want to start off and extend our gratitude uh, to Tom Burnford for his leadership these past uh, four plus years. Uh, his commitment to Catholic schools uh, is um, is clear, and he uh, his passion and 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 work with them I know will continue. And uh, we wish him nothing but the best as as he moves forward. Um, we also just want to talk a little bit about where we are and uh, and where we're going into the future. But uh, first, Kathy, just to turn it over to you as our as our interim president CEO. Thank you, Kevin. It's it's a weird title for me. I will be honest. I'm very excited and very grateful to Tom Burnford who took a chance and hired me. And I am also very grateful for the opportunity to serve our wonderful schools, the wonderful teachers and principals in those schools and to understand that um, my work is part of the mission of the church. And I'm happy about that and glad to be the person to um, do this on a short-term interim basis. Um, they asked me if I was interested in the job and I said, no. <laughs> so um, I'm going, I'm a grandmother of three and going to have twin grandsons this summer. And um, that's my priority. I will give NCA my all for the for the duration that I am leading it, and then I'll go back and work for NCA and for Catholic education. But um, I'm going to spend some time being a grandmother too. So um, after 40 years in Catholic education, I think that it will be okay for me to take a little time, more time for family. And anybody who has grandchildren, you know why I want to do that. So um, I'm anxious to do that, but very happy, very, very happy to have been chosen and grateful for the opportunity to serve NCA. When you're growing up on a farm in central Illinois, you do not think you're going to be president of NCA one day, even for a few months. So um, I am humbled by it and asking for everyone's prayers so that I do a good job. That's great, Kathy. And just speaking uh, as a staff member, I know um, everyone else echoes these sentiments that we're very, very excited and a lot of faith and trust in you and, uh, and know that you will um, bring great great leadership and great stability and, and vision to uh, the organization. We're going to talk about where we are and kind of reassure people, but I do want to get a little bit into your background. You mentioned over 40 years of experience in Catholic education. Give everyone a little picture of what that looks like um, in terms of where, you know, the positions you've held and, and what you've done within Catholic schools. So I started out as a first grade teacher in the Diocese of Joliet, Illinois. Father Belmonte, who's superintendent there, always told me he's going to put a plaque up, but I don't think he's done that yet. So I'll wait patiently for that. Then my husband was transferred to Indianapolis, and I joined the Archdiocese of Indianapolis and worked as a second, third grade split teacher, which was quite the job. Um, it was ungraded learning at a very young age for me. I was only in my second year teaching, and that was a challenge, but I figured it out and really enjoyed it. <clears throat> Then I took one year off to have a baby, and when I went back, I went back as a fifth grade teacher. And so I spent 15 years teaching in Catholic education. I moved to the Catholic high school after I started a special education program at the Catholic elementary school that my children attended. 
the Catholic high school said, why don't you come over and do the same thing here? So I started a special education program at the Catholic high school and then went on to become a principal on the Archdiocese of Indianapolis and served 10 years in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis Catholic Schools Office as an assistant superintendent. And I was really in charge of curriculum instruction and especially the inclusion of students with special needs students. And we worked hard on that and we really did, I think, pretty good work there. It's work that has stood the test of time as um, the schools in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis have more students with special needs than a lot of places in the country. When I left, it was 19% uh, of the students enrolled in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis had an IEP. They had some kind of disability that had been identified by the public schools. So that was on par with the state of Indiana. So we were proud to say that we were serving a very diverse population in terms of um, not only race and ethnicity, but also in terms of students with different abilities. I also was eager to learn what else I could do and eager to learn more. And um, I went to NCA then for a couple of years and I was executive director for elementary education. And then Boston called, I thought, I'd like to visit Boston. So I went on the interview and Cardinal Sean was wonderful. And I enjoyed five years in the Archdiocese of Boston as their superintendent. And then my dad was 95 and it was time to move home. And I had these grandchildren too. So I am home now in central Indiana, living in Indianapolis. And NCA said I could live in Indianapolis and still work for them. So that became the perfect job after leaving Boston. And that's how I ended up here. It's a very different kind of story. And as I said, when I went to NCA, people realized that you could make a change after 30 years and it would be okay. So I think that I proved that. That's great. So Kevin, tell me a little bit about what you've been doing and how you came to NCA, because I think your story is pretty interesting too. Well, I can share that. I just want to say clearly uh, you have Catholic education in your in your blood and in and, and your in your background, which is great. Yes, I, uh, I too started out as a teacher. I taught middle school math and science. My entire Catholic education career was in the uh, Archdiocese of Los Angeles. So I started out teaching uh, middle school math and science and became a vice principal and then a principal. And then I was a principal at another school. So I had two different schools that I was principal at. One was located in South Central LA, so kind of an inner city urban school, which really helped shape and form my passion for Catholic education, especially in underserved and low-income communities. And then I moved to another Catholic school where I was principal. And from there, I was uh, appointed in 2009 superintendent for the elementary schools in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. After doing that for six years, I was appointed superintendent for all schools in 2015 by Archbishop Gomez. And then I uh, did that for four years and left last year to come join NCEA as the chief innovation officer. So Kathy, you and I both share a background as superintendents, and I think that's important in this time of, of uncertainty with coronavirus and we're moved to remote learning. And, um, and I know you're aware of this, but I've been sharing this wonderful quote from Kristen Dixon, uh, who's superintendent in Seattle. And I actually just had a great podcast with her that'll be released uh, soon on this network, but she made a comment when we were on a call together, you and I, with a group of superintendents last week, and she said she was making a, a conscious choice not to focus on what might be dying uh, during this process, but rather what might be being born. 
And it's been a great frame for me. And I think for us at NCEA, we have to be thinking that way. And what, uh, what is being born here and what has the capacity to be born in this time of, of uncertainty and this time of, of crisis? We can call it a crisis, of course. So what are your thoughts about that, Abby? What, what, do you, what you see out there uh, could be being born through this process? I love the, her imagery. I think it's beautiful and I think it's true. And I think it's the sign of someone who is a positive thinker and someone who is mindful that things can, you can always find something good. And I think Kristen just said it beautifully when she said that. I think that something that I've noticed that I think is a rebirth is that Catholic educators always help each other but now it seems very purposeful. There is a true spirit of cooperation and everybody wants to help each other. This ability, this wonderful desire to help everyone get better, to help everyone and support them during this online learning that is made everybody a brand new teacher for the first time, I think is so evident in our schools. Kevin, you and I have heard a lot from people that the Catholic schools are ahead of the public schools in terms of going online and teaching and really teaching, not just making assignments. I think that spirit of cooperation among schools and among teachers has really been why that's been able to happen. If you look at Twitter, you look at Facebook, you look at the NCA mailbox, you will see people, one, can I share this idea? It's really worked well with for me. Or two, do you know someone who knows how to whatever? And so this ability NCA has to have people convene right now virtually, sometimes in person, but to convene, to come together, to help each other, I think it has just been magnified by this crisis. And I think that's something that you and I will want to make sure that we continue to nurture and we make sure it carries on, moves forward. I don't think we could take it out of our teachers, but NCA needs to provide the forms for this to happen. And I know that I pledge and I know that you would pledge with me that we will continue to work on that because we are the place where people can convene. And we're looking at places where people can have discussions like on discussion boards, which is a little bit older technology, but still works well. And then we have our Zoom calls. You know, I have been a proponent of Catholic Ed Chat on Twitter. It's at nine o'clock Eastern and all the wonderful people out in Kevin's region of the world on um, Pacific Coast time. It's 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning and yet people come, they participate. And I think the spirit of cooperation among teachers, among principals, among superintendents is something that is having a rebirth at this time. I also think that we are coming together around advocacy for Catholic schools. People are very interested in the big stimulus package that Congress just passed and what it could mean for Catholic schools, what we can do to promote Catholic education using things from the stimulus. All of that is, again, something that we're going to support at NCA. We're going to keep working for you. Sister Dale McDonald has been there on Capitol Hill. She is your voice and she is using her voice to make sure that we get everything that we possibly can get for our Catholic schools so that they'll be able to come out this come out of this and be as strong as ever because this is a hard time it definitely is so i think those two areas will continue we will continue to help schools learn to evangelize now um digital discipleship has a whole new meaning it's at a whole new level and our schools might need assistance with that. Lots of teachers haven't done that kind of discipleship before, but I know they're eager to learn new things and we're gonna be there at NCA to help with that. And then the whole online delivery method, 
and you, working with parents in a new way. Parents have always been our partners in Catholic education. I think it's one of the distinguishing factors of Catholic education, but how can we support parents? You know, they maybe have one computer, they have their work computer, they have two kids, who's gonna get the computer when, and when can mom and dad help because they're working from home too. So how we work with parents, I think is something that NCA will continue to support and probably grow because we know that parents are the first and primary teachers of our children and we're here to partner with you and sometimes schools might need some new ideas on how to do that, especially given that everything has gone digital in the last two weeks. So that's what I'm thinking about. What are you thinking about, Kevin? Because I know that you have some ideas about this topic too. Oh, sure, I do, and um, and I think we've been uh, informed a lot by the same things we're hearing and by different people we connect with across the country. What I really liked that you said, and, um, and I've been thinking a lot about too, is this idea of shared wisdom, the idea that we have so much wisdom in our Catholic schools uh, across the United States, and that wisdom is held by individuals from all different levels, you know, uh, staff members and custodial staff and parents, but of course teachers and principals and vice principals. And I think one thing I've been struck by, and I've heard this from a few different people, uh, educators, is that there are people who might have been a little stuck in a rut, for example. They might have been a little maybe hesitant to dive into a new technology or dive into a new initiative. And we all know these people sometimes, uh, they do exist. They're wonderful people, but they're just a little resistant to that. And that this has compelled them to kind of dive in a way, in, in a way that they've just been forced to do it. And, and what that compels them to do is to ask for help. And I think that um, that natural need to seek assistance helps us to be open to that shared wisdom that's out there for Catholic schools. And I can share from my personal experience, you know, I'm a personality often who wants to try to find the answer for people. And if someone asks me a question, I want to go research it or I want to go dig in and I want to I want to give them the answer to their question versus just opening it up to a group of people maybe saying, well, what do you think about this? What's the, what do people think about this? And we've had these great calls with superintendents and with principals and people will raise issues and then, and then it's usually just, well, what does everyone think about that? And someone inevitably on the call will, will share some pieces of uh, wisdom with everybody else. Uh, and this really speaks to where we want to go. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I don't want to, this is sometimes a negative thing to say, but but, you know, we have crisis and sometimes that's when you really can see new opportunities. And we, of course, want to keep in prayer anybody who's directly impacted by the coronavirus. Of course, we want to pray for healing and health for everyone. Um, so this is not about uh, the devastation that the disease uh, can, can um, deliver on people. But, but what we really mean, too, is are we learning from this experience and can we as a Catholic school system actually emerge from it even stronger? Than we were before and I think uh, things that we've developed over the course of this year Kathy you and I in a lot of collaboration between the two of us have really thought about like professional learning networks creating these vehicles for people who have different um, jobs within Catholic schools to collaborate with one another and to share that wisdom with one another I think the need for that and the interest in that will be even greater as we move through this process because people get more comfortable with zoom for example or more comfortable with being online uh, in terms of, of how, that, um, how that program works. And then I think the great partnerships and the great things that NCA can help bring to uh, 
to the conversation is how we can leverage our relationships with higher education, uh, with corporate partners, with other individuals, with philanthropy, with those who are just committed to seeing Catholic schools succeed. And how can we um, use their wisdom, obviously their financial resources, to really help support Catholic schools through this time of challenge and this time of concern? It's just interesting to kind of keep these two concepts in mind at the same time, this idea that we have this crisis. It's an unknown uh, time frame. We don't know when it will specifically end. We want to focus on the immediate needs, but we also want to hold out that hope that we're going to be learning things through this process that will actually help us to better enable us to serve the students and the families and the teachers and, and those within our communities to make sure that they're receiving a really high-quality faith-filled education. And Kevin, I, I think you're right, and that is the purpose of NCEA. You know, our, our purpose is to support, to spread the word of the gospel, to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. And during this time of Lent, I think it's really important that we take the time to think about, you know, we're, we're giving something up, the, the face-to-face interaction with our students we're giving that up right now because it's the right thing to do to keep them healthy and ourselves healthy but in exchange we're learning so much and god has still provided a way for us to connect and we're taking advantage of that and so i think that this is a really big moment for nca for catholic education for our country for everybody and i think that we need to take advantage of it and learn from it and then be willing to um, go bravely into the future. Somebody told me this is just such a scary time, and, and I, I understand that, and I think that's probably very true for most of us. But I also know that we're not doing it alone. Um, um, God, our Father, is with us and providing us the Holy Spirit to help guide us, and we need to um, remember that and not be afraid and take full advantage and learn from this so that we can be better at our jobs and better at helping our students to develop into saints and scholars because I think that that's what we're called to do and I think that at the end of the day that's what as Catholic educators we do really well. So it's nothing but opportunity in front of us and I think NCA is ready to dig in and help with the work and work with everybody, collaborate with everybody, communicate with everybody in order to help us grow and learn how we can better support our colleagues during this time, that's just a little bit disruptive, isn't it? <laughs> right, and that's what I wanted to maybe close with um, here uh, just for the last few minutes we have. But obviously um, there's uncertainty with regard to the coronavirus, and then of course we have a leadership transition within NCA, which can also create um, uncertainty and concern and some anxiety among members and, and Catholic school educators across the country. So just speak a little bit about the next month or so. Uh, we obviously have NCA Virtual coming up, but, but some other things that, that you're thinking about in terms of where are these, these next steps going to be and, and how can we assure members that, that we're committed to supporting them and, and, and obviously making sure that NCA uh, doesn't miss a beat with regard to this transition. Well, I think people who know NCA probably know somebody at NCA. Maybe they know Wade, who has been running our bookstore for, I think, 25 years or something to close to that. Maybe they know Brother Stephen. Maybe they know Jacinth, who answers the phone. All of those people are in place. All of those people are going to be answering the phones tomorrow and still working for you every day. 
Everybody at NCA is committed to the future of Catholic education. The future no one can predict, but yet we can predict that we're going to show up and we're going to be there working for you every day. And I think that's really important for everyone to know. We will not be perfect. I can guarantee that one. We will make mistakes, but everybody does. And it's really what's most important is what you do with that when you make a mistake. Do you rise up and learn from it? Do you take what you've learned and apply it to a new situation so things are different going forward? And the answer is yes. Those are the things that we're going to do at NCA. We are not afraid to try things. And so we're going to do that. One example is the superintendent's calls and principal calls that Kevin and I started a couple of weeks ago so that principals and superintendents could connect with each other via Zoom. And the wonderful sharing that has come out of those conversations, we learned quickly that we need to keep doing this. We didn't have thousands of people on the calls and that actually made it better because we had an intimate conversation, which is what Pope Paul VI said about education. It's an intimate conversation between souls. So we had those intimate conversations and we're gonna keep providing opportunities for people to come together virtually right now so that they can learn together and so that they can spread the good news. We're going to look at what does it mean to have a virtual conference. We're going to do one. We don't really know exactly how it's gonna work. We have planned for it. We think we know how everything's gonna go, but we also know that there may be something that comes up because we're in the middle of a pandemic. But if we make a mistake, we will apologize and we will move on. But we are going to really, really do our best to keep the great things that NCA does going and to add some new wrinkles to what we do in order to better serve our, our schools, our parents, our teachers, our students. I also want to say that the NCA team really does care about Catholic education. We use the words at NCA, our schools, our teachers. We own what we're doing. We own our work and we really do want to be a part of your school community. So I encourage you, if you have any questions, to reach out to me, reach out to Kevin. We are working 24-7, pretty much like you guys all are right now. In fact, we're probably only working 20 hours, and well, many of the teachers, I feel like, have to be working 24 hours when they see all the stuff they're putting on Twitter and Facebook. I just know that they're doing great work. We want you to know that we appreciate that very much, too. So in addition to keeping up with the collaborative efforts and keeping up with providing professional development, we want you to know that you're in our prayers every single day and that we're going to make a commitment to you that we're going to do our best every day for you. And again, if we don't get it right, we will correct it and we will move on because we're here to serve you. And we take that very seriously at NCEA and we will continue to have great things happening in our Catholic schools because of your work and we are grateful to you for that. Great. The um, we're recording this the week of March thirtieth, and so uh, and we're uh, expecting this is going to be out before the end of the week. Just to give people timing, I, uh, Kathy alluded to NCA virtual, which will be the week of April thirteenth, the fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth are the dates of NCA virtual. We hope to have 15 live sessions during those days where you can log on and experience the webinar live. So you can have chats and interaction and ask questions and all of those things. 
We're also hoping to have anywhere from 35 to 40 recorded sessions that you can then access at any time. So we are working very hard at that. We And as Kathy alluded to, we're going to learn as much as we can from this experience to try to make sure that we can start to incorporate some of this in a more, you know, as we learn from our, our processes to better serve you. And I just want to finish highlighting what, what Kathy said about support and how much we um, are grateful to all of the dedicated Catholic educators out there who are just going so above and beyond. Kathy and I think coming out of the diocesan office, our respective diocesan offices, you know, our main point is always to say, what do members need and and how can NCA help better support you to do your work? We can't kind of create it all for you. That's uh, Schools do that, dioceses do that, and they do a great job of it. But what can we do to help support you and help provide resources and, um, and support structures for you to make sure that you do that as well as you can? And Kathy alluded to contacting us. We, this is our second podcast together, so hopefully many of you listened to our first one. But email addresses are very easy for both of us. It's our first initial and last name at nca.org. So it's kmears, K-M-E-A-R-S, at nca.org. C-E-A.org and K Baxter, K-B-A-X-T-E-R at N-C-E-A.org. We want to hear from you, anything you need or anything we can do to help support you. Um, we're here, we're here to serve you and we are, we are grateful to have that opportunity. Kathy, I just want to take one more opportunity to congratulate you on this. We are uh, really excited about the opportunities that lie ahead and know that you have all of our uh, support as you, uh, as you take this interim role on as president and CEO. Well, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that very much. And I appreciate very much having a colleague that I can truly partner with and learn from. And um, I think that makes everything better for NCA. So thank you for all of the work that you do. And for all of our teachers and principals out there, we are so impressed by you. You're just really doing great work and we are grateful to you. And so is the church. So if you're wondering if anybody appreciates the long hours you're working, yes, you are appreciated and we're grateful for you. So thank you for everything. And thank you, Kevin, for leading us through the podcast. Thanks, everyone. Uh, God bless. Uh, Blessings on the rest of Lent. and, And we will be talking to you soon. That's NCA Podcasts. God bless.